Okay. This is Parshas, Parshas Emar. So, usually we always like to talk about what the connection is with the, uh, this Parsha, how it flowed into this Parsha. Believe it or not, I had a, a little bit of a hard time of finding things that really spoke about it. But uh, we're going to come from a different angle a little bit and uh, we'll try to connect it and uh, see what we get to. Uh, but before we, we do that, I'd like to start with a medrash. There's a medrash that I saw brought down, or Befram brings it down, on this week's parasha. And it talks about like this, that we know that the Rabbi Shalom took Moshe Rabbeinu, and he showed him for all the generations who are going to be the leaders, who are going to be the Tamidah Chomim, who are going to be the Askanim, who's going to be the robbers even, who's going to be the people that are going to make Itzaras for Klai Yisrael. He showed him who's going to be the kings. And not only did he show him the kings, he also showed him how the kings are going to die. And when it came to Shaul HaMelech, he showed him how he's going to die on the battlefield, on the sword. And Moshe was very disturbed. He says, how could the first king of Yisrael, this should happen to? The guy who took uh, Bnei Yisrael uh, under his wings and, uh, and uh, Shtadavech, what a real king is, the first time. He says, how could this be? So the Rabbani Shalom says, don't have tainas on me. And he says, Emer Elai Kahanim. And that's how the Medrash puts it, that that's what Shaykh said has to this parasha. The question is, is what, what Sheikh is Emer al Kahanim? So, <clears throat> there's a famous uh, story that we know that happened that when Shaul was running after David, one of the things that Shaul did was he came upon was the Noiv Ir Kahanim. And what happened over there? He was very upset. He heard that they were helping David and he wanted them to give him over and they refused to do it. And he decided he's going to kill out the whole town. So, that's what he did. He, clean, he killed out the whole town. So the question is like this. What was disturbing Moshe Rabbeinu so much about the way Shaul, uh, Shaul uh, died? So we know that if you ask, what was Shaul's Avera? Shaul's Avera was is that he let Agag live. He didn't kill out Agag. When, he, what's the, when, when Shmuel told him that he has to kill out all the Amalekim, he left the king. He left him for one night. And we know that's her, what's it called? That's how the Malaykim survived. And that's how all the Tars we have to today are all from the Malaykim. He says that, what's it called? He says, so uh, the fact that he let him live, that was the Avera, and that's why Shal lost his Malchus. So we say that Lamaisa, Shal would have a good taina. A person is a compassionate person. A person cares about people. And to wipe someone, a whole nation out, to kill people, it's very hard. It's a hard thing to do. And the end of the day, Lamai says, Shaul could have turned to the what should I do? I, I couldn't do it. It was too much for me. And, you know, you're right. Maybe he would have deserved to, to, to lose his malchus, but maybe he wouldn't have died that way. So that's what, Hashem, and, 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 so that's what the mention is explaining. He says, there's a famous verse we know from the Beis HaLevi when it comes to Yosef. That the same thing, that when Yehuda went and was complaining about the Binyamin, that you can't, uh, Yosef, you can't keep Binyamin in Mitzrayim. Why? Because what's going to be with Yaakov Vinu? Yaakov Vinu is, is, what's it called? He's going to die. He's not going to have Binyamin by him. And what did Yosef answer him? When you sold me, you had no problem. That you weren't worried about. He says, so too over here. Show you want a tiny, you're compassionate, you're everything, that you can't kill out something. When it had the Kehanim, you didn't have a problem. That you killed out the whole thing. So you're going to get midah, to an extent, midah connected midah, that you can't tie up compassion, and therefore you're going, to, you're going to lose your machas from it too. And that's why over here, that's what, that's what the Medjur is saying, emer kahanim. It's not talk to the kahanim, it's talk to the noiv shal kahanim, that they have tainas on show why he died the way it was. What? 
Her friend goes in his mouth with this thing, but he brings the measures. This is the measures and the six parsha. Okay, that's the first thing. Next, we have a, a, a kasha from the Zayim Latayram, the Basayim. They all ask the kasha that we know Rashi over here. It says Emer Lakahanim Lahazir Gedolim Lakatanim. So the question really is: is why we uh, the Zayim Latayram brings is Masbret Mamish Rachel B'Tachatana. So we'll say from him. He says this is not the first time we see in the Torah that it talks about when you have to tell the elders to be mindful for the young ones. It's other times as well. One of them is by Shratzim. One of, the, one of them is by when you eat the dam, when the, when, uh, the, not to eat blood. So the question is, in those other cases, we don't have a drasha of emrava amarta, a double saying. What do we have? We have a diak in the, in the pasik. It's Lashon Rabbim, whatever the, the, the yukim are that tell us how to learn it. So if that's the case, that we have the yukim, why over here do we feel the, 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 that it was necessary to give a double Lashon? And Agav, that's how someone told me that, you know, last week's parasha was Achrim uh, Eskadoshim. Here, this is Emma, it's really Emma Varmarta. Next week's parasha is Barbara Kaisai. He says, it's all part of the, the, the link. But anyway, so he says, so, so, this is not the time I ask. He says, why over here did we say Emma Varmarta, a double lush to tell you this din? So, let's start with the Basayan. The Basayan teaches what is Gedolim and what is Ketanim. He says, we know that we're talking about Kehanim over here in, our, in this par- Parsha. And he says, and it's the flow from this, uh, this first thing is Emer Lakehanim. What's the end of the Pasuk? He says, who are the Kehanim? Kehanim are Shlich, the Shlich from the Rabbani Islam. They're here to do Avoidah. And we know there's a rule is that what, do you, what does a Shlich do? A Shlich Shlach Kamoisai. What, what is Hashem? We all know Hashem, one of his biggest things is, is that there, there's no bigger chesed, there's no bigger person, uh, you know, when we say we have to take in the way of the Rabbi Islam, is mahu racham, afatu racham, you know, that, that's who we look to strive to be, that's who we, we try to be. He says here, the shlichim, the, what's it called, they're, they're, the kahanam are the shlichim and the Ebishtah, to do all the avodah and the besamekdash, they're here, mamish chesed, that we should have kapara and all these different things. He says that these people are the ultimate uh, shluchim for the Rabbi Islam, they are the gedolim. He says, but what is chesed, what is the biggest chesed we know? This chesed shall emes. What's that? That we know the Rabbi Islam, that he buried, uh, what's it called, he buried Moshe Rabbeinu with Chesed Shal Emes. We know that when it came to, clo- uh, to, to, to giving clothes for Ad Mechava, that was also considered Chesed. He says that you're telling them, just like you're warning them on the big, uh, on the big uh, what's it called, the big Chesedim, on the Katanim, on the small Chesedim. What's the small Chesedim? When you want to help someone else out, when you want to sit there and be matam with someone, it's your best friend to be there for them. He says, that's what he's saying. He says, Emavar Marta, just like you have to tell them for the big Chesedim, them, you have to come for the small chasadim. He says that's what the double lotion here is, is, is what's it called, as Lahazar al Katanim. That's the Basai. The Aznaim Matera, he answers a little bit different. He says like this He says, You have to understand what's by Shratzim, what's by Dam, and what's over here. He says, Who has the din for Shratzim? He says, It's not just a Kahanim, it's all Klaisrael. He says, Who has the din by Dam? It's also, it's Gans Klaisrael. Nobody's allowed to eat Dam. We're not allowed to eat it. We have to throw it away. He says, but over here, you have, you're talking about the, the, dinza, the, the dinam of Tumah and Tahara. Who's that for? He says, that's just for the Kahanim. He says, picture, you have to tell your children and tell them, listen, you're a Kayin and you can't play ball by the cemetery. And he's going to go out to the field and he's going to see his best friend, who's Yisrael, is sitting there having catch. He says, what do you mean? What about me? Why can't I be part of this? He says, the fact that by Shratzim and Dom, that it's everyone together, we all give the chizik to each other. There's two ways a child gets edu- educated, either by their house, 
with, from their family, or from the street, from their friends. He mm-hmm. says, when you have an opportunity that everyone is strengthening, you know, that everyone tells each other, that they help each other out, that's wonderful, that always works. That you can always do. He says, but if you don't have, your, your child is different, and he has to be different than everyone else, they can't go where other people can go. He says, it's much harder. He says, that's why it's Emma Varmata. You have to constantly reinforce it. You have to keep telling them. He says, and when you do that, that's how you'll be able to get through them. And that's why Dafka, when it came to Tuma and Tahiro, the, the Torah had to go extra and say it again. That's what the Zion Motari says. The Zaisli Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, he takes it even one step further. He says, we know that a few psukim later, it talks about the Bas Kayin. And it says by the Bas Kayin, she gets punishments because, uh, and he brings down the story even from Miriam Bas Bilga, that we know the Mishnahis talks about, I think, uh, Mishnahis Yuma, I forgot which one offhand. A sukkah? Maybe it's sukkah. Maybe I forgot offhand. <clears throat> What's it called? It says that uh, what happened that when the mm-hmm. when when the when the Ivanim, the Greeks came into the Beis she took her slipper and she went to Mizbech and started saying Lucas Lucas, you know how could you eat all the money from Christ or where are you in Christ? And what happened? The, the family, the family of Bilgus Mishpocha got got what's it called? Got punished. That their their uh, they had their own uh, ring that they would hold the, the behemoth and it got sealed up. They weren't able to use their own ring. They had to always use another one. And the question is, is for one person you punish a whole family? You know, she's, she's one person. You have hundreds and hundreds of mishpachas, you know, other grandkids, cousins. Well, why are you locking up the ring just because one person? And the answer is, is like we just said. He says, or like Rabbi Yaakov said from uh, the similar concept. He says, a person, he says, sees what goes on in the house. A person, that's what they get absorbed. They're a sponge. The children, they, they see everything. And yeah, maybe the parents, they weren't talking about this but in, in public, but in private. Obviously, their feelings were there. And that's why the daughter went and did it. So, uh, so therefore, the family got punished because it wasn't just something by uh, a, a, a rare occurrence. This was a, a day-to-day thing. So they even asked her about Yaakov asked, he said, what about the son? He says, no, a son is different. The son is actually out in the street. The son is part of society. A woman's place is, 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 is in the house. Therefore, she was able to see this is really a family issue, and that's why the family got punished the way it did. <coughs> okay. There's a famous... There's a famous Dasakanim, uh, and I heard Brooks said over a number of times. We know that a few psukim later it says that a, that a king Godel has to marry a Basula, and he's now to marry a Grusha or an Almona. And the question is, is what's wrong with Almona? Why can't he marry an Almona? What's wrong? So he says, he says very sharply, he says, we know the Kayin Godel goes into the Kayish Kedoshim on once a year, and he mentions the Shem Hashem ten times. And we know from Moshe Rabbeinu that when you see the Shem Hashem, you can actually kill someone. And we're scared that a person's a person, and maybe, maybe there'll be a bad machshava, and you want to kill someone. And he says, because of that, we talk to say that a Kayin Godel is now to marry Ammona. We don't want to put him in his Amatz if the Chas that he that he should be able to do that. Well, because he'll kill the husband. He'll think about the husband's name for whatever reason he's and say, well, no. but how did the husband he die? To, he wants to, if he's how did the husband girl, die? He marry, right. He, he, he wants to marry yeah. the wife, so therefore he's going to make what's it called? Make it. This is the Dasakanim. This is, I heard n- numerous times. There was a Maestro, there was a story, Chassam Sefer brings down in the Chuvis, I think, in Yeridea. I'll tell you exactly if you want to know, but uh, he says that there was, a, the, there was a lady, there was a very wealthy lady, who in uh, what's it called? Who who got married, and uh, for some reason she decided that this husband wasn't for her. So she decided she's going to arrange. She got the rabbanim to masader get for her, and she was uh, what's it called? And she and uh, then they got a get, and she got divorced. 
It came a few years later, she decided she wants to get remarried. The person she wants to get remarried to was a Kayin. So she wants to, to do a condition. She decided that she's allowed to do it. She decided she's going to the, the Caesar of Vienna, this the Chazam Seifer brings down, and he's gonna get, he's gonna, he's gonna, she's, gonna, she's politically connected because she was very rich, and she's gonna pressure them to pressure the Rabbanim to let her get married. So she went, she made her case to the, Caesar, the, 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 the people from Vienna, <coughs> And the, the, the Caesar was ready to, to pass for her. And he said, but before I do that, I'm going to bring in one Jew. We're going to ask the Jew what he says before I give up sakas. I have to have some type of uh, thing. So what happened? So she came in, and they bring, uh, they bring in a local, a local rabbi. And somebody, the Chassam Sefer says, nothing special, but uh, Baruch Hashem, for this, you got to give him credit for. And she, what's it called? And uh, she says the story that she, she, was, she was married, and she got divorced. And she, her tiny was very simple. She says, you have to understand. She says, the Torah says that when a husband divorces a lady, so therefore the lady can't get married to someone else. Why? Because the husband divorced the lady is a problem the lady. She says, but I can bring you all the proofs and everything that I threw at the husband, and therefore I'm not the problem. He's the problem. So I shouldn't be penalized, and I should be allowed to marry. So the, the Caesar was masculine. He was ready to, 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 to agree with him. And the rabbi, whoever this rabbi was, he said, no, you have to understand. He says, listen, I'm not so smart, but I can tell you like this. He says, I know one thing. He says, the Torah only says one way. It always says a husband divorces a lady. You never see it says a lady divorces a husband. He says, who says a lady divorces a husband? The lady, the, what's called, the Rabbanim say that a lady can divorce a husband also. He says, so I don't understand. He says, you want to go with the Rabbanim who's saying that you can, force the, that you, you can instigate the divorce, but you don't want to go with the, with the Rabbanim who say that you can't marry a Kayin. He says, either you have to follow everything or you have to follow nothing. And Lamaise the Caesar listened to him. He says, because of that, what's it called? He says, you have to be respectful. You, have to, you never know what a person can do. He says, and that's what you have to follow the Torah. We don't always understand things. Like, what is going on? He says, you have to know from, from such a story that it is a possibility. Okay. <coughs> Let's go right there. There's a beautiful tziv that's here, right before Shlishi uh, Ravi. He says a very interesting pasuk. It says something that we see all over Torah. It says, Okay, we see this all the time. Why is this possibly different than everywhere else? So the, the Tziv, he, he breaks down and says, beautiful. He says, this has to be said before the Me'adis for a very special reason. He says, one, we're going to get to, not, this is not the Tziv, but we'll talk about a Shmartim after. I have an interesting story. We'll talk about that. And, but let's talk about Mitzvah What's Mitzvah So he brings a Shotus, who brings down, who brings a Talmud Bavli, who learns Mitzvah means Mishnah, and Mishnah is Teresh And he says that the Lashana is over there, is because of this Pasuk, it says that Chachamim were Ubao Chachamu Upirushai Vechikru Vaasus Yagla Taira. What does that mean? It means they were Mafarishit, they, they, they dug into it, they delved into the, the Pshat, and Vaasus Yagla, and they made the protections for it. What does this mean? So, the first thing he says is that the Mitzvah say we know from the Talmud Bavli means Teresh uh, And he learns from that that you have to spend 30 days Shalom V'darshim before a Chak. That you see, it's right here before the Mayadas to teach you that you have to spend the time and refresh on all the what's called all the Kasha or the, the Halachas and whatever new Torah has to be done or what's Mechadash from it. That's what he says. That's from the Talmud Bavli. He says, but then again, you have the Yishalmi. And the Yishalmi says a different shot. He says, Mitzvah say, it touches it as a commandment. He says that what's it? Let me show myself. 
<coughs> it says, Mitzvah means a commandment. He says, what's a commandment? He says that we have to do things to protect, to make sure that the commandments are followed as well. He says, besides the actual Torah Shabbat Peh, you've got to have protection. He says, because it is protection, you have to make a fence. So what did they do? So comes Rav Haigoyen and he says, this is exact, he says, we know that in, in Chutzlaretz, there's this concept called Yom Tov Sheni Shagolius. He says, there's no way, and he brings down, that there's such a minute percentage of a possibility of Sveika Diyema. And he says, Sveika Diyema, to, to have that concept for Tishrei or for, or, or for, or for Adar to be every year and these things and not know about it, he says it's very, very minute. Because it's so small, it wouldn't be Choshifert. He says, but, he says, that is exactly what we're doing over here. Siyog, we're making ourselves a protection, a fence, a precautionary thing. He says, we're making a, 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 an extra day yantif because of this. And he says, and that's what happened with Yeshua, he brings down from, he brings down from times the rift, the Rambam, he brings from other places. He says, that's all it is. He says, we have to know in Torah, there has to be a source. Where do you know there's a concept of Yantar Shein Shagalius? He says, this is the source. I say, I say, make yourself a, 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 a precaution. He says, that's what the extra day Yantar. And that's where they learn Yantar Shein Shagalius, that it exists. He says, and that's why it has to be here before Mayadis, because now we're doing with all the Mayadim. So he says, that's where the Tziv brings down what's going on over here with this passage. So, <clears throat> There's another uh, drasha that's what's shmartim. So we know that we have the the, the uh, not, I don't know the first time, but the fir- uh, the shmartim is there's obvious shomer esadavar. When Yosef came and told Yaakov Avinu about his dreams, we know that shomer means that you kept very close. What does it mean shomer? That your first possibility that it can happen. You want to see what's going to happen with this. There's a story in Amsterdam. Amsterdam it was, I believe, that there was a brand new beisachayim that opened up, and. Sure enough, after it opened, there was someone who passed away. So they brought everyone to, the, to, to bury the person. They come there to, to, the, to the graveyard, and they see the what's it called. They see that the grave is already dug. Now, it's very, very uh, funny, because usually when they bring the body, that's when they dig the grave. So they did some research, and they found out what happened. It was a coin in town. He says every single time, he can never go into a Besachayim because he's, what's it called? It's always Mason. He says, but by here, he had an opportunity to actually be involved with burying someone, with doing the mitzvah. He says he, he always wanted to know how could he be involved. He says he hopped, he went the night before to dig the grave to say that now he was able to be part of uh, Achever Kadisha, to be part of this. And that's what a Shammar Vadaver is, to always sit there and be waiting to be part of the, the mitzvah as, a, as well. Okay. <clears throat> Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, he focuses on the next Pasuk. He says, he makes a very nice dig. He says, So he focuses on the, on, the on the word V'nikdashti. V'nikdashti is a very funny word. V'nikdashti means, it's very passive. It's like, you don't, you know, usually when you say you go do something, so it's active, it's, you have to, you have to be a chroy to go do it and something. So V'nikdashti means it's already happened, and you just have to make sure it stayed that way. He says, why would it come to telling you by Chil Hashem that you have to make sure, uh, by Kish Hashem, to make sure that no matter what, it, it, it gets this way. So Rabbi Yaakov makes a, a, a tremendous diik and he brings a Rambam as well. And it, because the Rambam says a lotion of that it, it, it goes for the whole base Yisrael. It's not just for the men. All mitzvahs are taka only in men. 
men have to go do this. You know, you have to be a, uh, you have to be a chiv, you have to be 13 years old plus, whatever it is. He says, Mektash, he's talking about even katana and even nashim. He says, this is the first chiv that you can actually be a katan and mechiv. He says, if whatever you're going to do is going to make that you should stay at Kiddush Hashem or a, or, or a verda Hashem, he says, that's your achrayis. He says, that's what the lashon is. He says, it's already mekadosh. We know there's a God. We know everyone looks up to Rabbi Shalom. He says, if for some reason it's going to look down upon, he says, you have to go out of your way to make sure that it stays looked at Kaddish. He says, and that's what the nafkamin is over here. It's different than all other things. Here it's dafka for the, uh, what's it called as well, for the katanam as well. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go back to it. Schwab, he brings a medrash, and he says that the carbon, um, okay, fine. I skipped, but no problem. We'll, we'll, we'll do with this. That's fine. Rav Shav talks about the Medrash, that the carbon Eimer, and he compares it that this is a very special thing, and he says, because of this, we were Zeichet to Yarsh and Eretz Yisrael, and he brings Psukim from the, the, the parasha of Mila. question is, is what Shaykh is. He brings it to Machlikis, Rav Yechon, Rav Shlakish. Rav Yechon says that it's about Mila, and Rav Shlakish says that carbon Eimer has Shaykh to Saita. That it saves houses. So the question is, is what shaykhs? So we know that by well, Saita is the easy one. We know Saita is, is the same actual carbon. It's Sairim, a carbon Aimer, and the carbon Saita, Mecha Saita, is also a, a Sairim. So we can see some type of pattern. He says, but there's more than that. He says, what is, he says, what is Sairim? He says, Sairim is, we know, is a behemoth food. He says, <coughs> he says, Saita, we're, we're questionable, does she act like a behemoth or does she act like a Yubin? He says, Mila, Mila is something even to the next level. Mila is taking something that we have our most animalistic part of us and we're, we're taking it away and donating it and showing it to the Rabbi Shalom that we're, we're going to be his avadim. We're going to be part of him. He says, by us sitting there taking the most lowest level and to be able to bring it to the highest thing, he says, that's what all these things are. He says, carbon Eimer, he says, what started? What is the point of a carbon Eimer? He says that a carbon Eimer is all about Yisrael Mitzrayim. We start, we were the Mem Teshari and we took it all the way to Sirius Eimer, we finished counting by, by 50, now we're ready for Mount Terror. We went to the highest level of, of Kedusha possible that we can get to. He says, so to Mila, we took something that is most animalistic, and we brought it to the highest level. He says, and so to Saita, we're proving that she was taka, she was, she, she's truthful. Yeah, she, she, she had a, a nefila, she was, she was t- together with a person, but she wasn't Mazana, she wasn't, there was no Znus, and uh, we were able to, uh, to, to show that she's okay. So, so such a concept, these type of things, that's what we were Zeicha, that's how we were able to be Zeicha for, for Yerusha, because we, 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 we taka accomplished what the Rabbi Shalom wanted for us. Because that's what that metric is saying. Okay. Now this is very interesting. There's a Sefer Imrechein that brings us down, but a lot of the kashas you heard already, and we'll just take it apart from different angles, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, lay it out. There's a famous question from Mabit, right? The Mabit asks, what is Sukkis? Sukkis, we know we're talking about the Mayadis, so we're going to talk about a little bit about Sukkis now. Sukkis, we know, is L'zeicha Danani HaKavit. Danani HaKavit was when? Was in the Midbar. So the question is, the Mabit asks, he says, two, the first question is, why, wh- uh, what about the Beresha Miriam? What about the Mun? How come we don't do anything to remember those uh, Nisa that were in the Midbar? That's A. And then this, he brings a tour. The tour asks always, that we know they went out of Mitzrayim in Nisan, so why did the what's good? Why do we celebrate Sukkot and Tishrei? We should t- they celebrate it in Nisan. So there's a famous girl that says that you have to understand what happened by the Nanea Kavid. The Nanea Kavid. What do we celebrate? We uh, you'd be right if we were celebrating the uh, the, the Nanea Kavid, but the problem was is we had an ego in between, and the ego we lost the Nanea Kavid. 
And what happened? Later, when Moshe Rabbeinu went and daven for Kapara for Ad the Ego, that's when the Ananiya Kavit came back. So yes, if you, we were celebrating the Ananiya Kavit from when we left Mitzrayim, you'd be right. We would tackle what happened to the Be'er Shemiriam, what happened to the Mon, but that's not what we're, we're celebrating. We're celebrating the Kapara Sa Ego. And he says, and he brings down, very interesting, the Gro. I'm sorry, Meshachachma brings down and says that if you look until now, when the Torah describes the Sukkot, the, the, the Chaga Sukkot, it always calls it Chaga Asif. But now, after Parsh Semer, it calls it Chaga Sukkot. It changes the name, because now it's a new concept, it's a whole new thing. He says, that's, why, that, that's what's going on over here. So now the Mabit takes the next step. He says, okay, did they celebrate the Yom Tov of Sukkot in, er, in, what's it called, in uh, the Midbar? And he says, no, they, they didn't. Why? Because we had that Nanei HaKovit, and a Sukkot Tachas HaSukkot is possible. So they didn't uh, do the Sukkot. He says, okay, what about Dal Minim? They shake Dal Minim. So he says, <coughs> he says that no. He brings it from the Marin of Vulchim, and it says they didn't, they didn't shake the Dal Minim. Why not? Because the Dalaminim is the Hakar Satay for the British taking us from a midbar where nothing grows to a place where everything grows in abundance and therefore we're using the things that grow to shake. So he says, okay. He says, he, he says, and he's Mazma with these tidbits he puts together that there's a big difference over here. If you look in the, in the Psukim, when it comes to how, the, how it starts off, here, it starts, Elamayan um, Hashem. And it's B'chadish HaRishon, which is Pesach, Ben Arbaim, Pesach Hashem. And it starts, B'chamisha Osha Yom, L'chadish Hazeh, Chag HaMatzis. And it says, what you're supposed to do, you have to eat the matzah. And then the next passage, it says, B'chadish Yolachem, Komach, Olechas Avid Eloisasu. Fine, good. Then it's then the next one, it goes, I'm sorry, it says, B'chus, Rosh Hashanah, it says you have to, you have to blow Shafer. And then it says, Kom Lech Yom Kippur, you have to fast. And then it says, Kom Lech It says, but by Sukkot, it doesn't say that. What does it say by Sukkot? It says, it says, Ach Basel HaChidosh HaShvi Azeh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's, uh, what's it called? That's, uh, Yom Kippur? Doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do with that yantif. It starts off right away, and then later on it repeats itself again with the the Why? Why is why first of all sukkah is the only one that it repeats itself, and then it tells you tomorrow. It says, why is the difference in the, in the order when you saw the, the, from Pesach and from Rosh Hashanah and now from Sukkot? And he says, <coughs> that's Gufa it, he says, the Ma'bit, the, 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 the He says, the way we just explained it, because they couldn't do, it, what does it say by, by, by what's it called, by, by uh, Sukkot? This one, of Chag HaSukkot. He says, this one, there's no Mitzvah Sukkot, there's no Mitzvah Dalad Minin. He says, what is it? You don't do any malacha. He says, that's what he gave him for Sukkot. He says, but later, when it says that, when you're already in Eretz Yisrael, in that case, when you're going to have to have the what's called the Sukkot, and, and when you look where it mitzvah Sukkot is, it says, that it's not for now, it's for later. He says, because that's when they're going to have the mitzvah Sukkot. He says, once they're in Eretz Yisrael, that's when, okay, now, now he tells you what you have to do. He says, come that's what we knew already. He says, but the whole concept, he says, that's why you have to prepare yourself because it's a whole different situation because Sukkot wasn't Chal in the Midbar, it was only Chal when they got to Eretz Yisrael. Okay. 
Okay, we're almost finished. Let me just uh, say one other thing. This is a, a, a nice, uh, a, a nice sh- a shayla. We know, let's talk about Sphira, the famous Kasha of Sphira. It says, Right? And we're not going to get into the, the machlek, it's the tzedekim, the tzedekim, when did they start? Right? Is it you start, if uh, Pesach's on uh, the Tuesday night, you start Wednesday, we start counting the Omer, or do you wait at the tzedekim and you start counting from after Shabbos from Sunday? Because <clears throat> the tzedekim say, Machos Shabbos means Sunday. It's the day after Shabbos, you count Sunday. So, but the question, the Meshachachma asks a very famous question. He says, why do we call it in Machos Shabbos? If the whole concept is, is that we're, the tzedekim are making a mistake, and it's the next day, it's the first day of Yantif, so why don't we just call it the first day of Pesach? Why do we call it, uh, we call it uh, Shabbos? What was the whole lesson? So, he says a few different Tiritzim, and I'll give you three of them, because I heard three different ones, and I thought they were nice. So, I'll say. He says, the first one, he says like this. He says, you have to understand, there is a Shabbos aspect and a Yantav aspect. There's certain mitzvahs that are meant to bring closer Yidin to Yidin, and there's certain mitzvahs that are meant to bring closer Yidin to Hashem. He says, there's the Shabbos aspect, you're not a cook, you're not a walk out of Whatever Shabbos is, you're, you're, you're zoned in, it's done, it's locked in, it's between you and the Rabbani Shalom. He says, what's Yantif? Yantif is a time where people can come spend time together, you can stop in, you can accommodate, you can do things for them, to, to cook for them, you can do more to try, because that's about, uh, about bringing people together. He says, what was Pesach? He says, Pesach, we know everybody was locked in their house, he says, if you weren't counted in the carbon Pesach, you couldn't join them. He says, it had that Shabbos aspect to it. He says, from that, when they came from that into going to the Midbar, now being part of Klai Yisrael, becoming a nation and there for each other, he says, that's what the Shabbos was. You came from one extreme, and now you went to the other extreme. He says, that was one reason why you said Shabbos is, is, is from, to know where you came from and where you're going. That's one. Another tarot I heard is that, ultimately, when was the first time Klai Yisrael rested? Until now, even the year of, of Makis, he says, technically, Pari still wanted them to work and everything. They, they still lived in fear. They weren't, they weren't Shavas. They weren't, they weren't uh, completely uh, no diagnosis. Yeah, they were, what's it called? They were scared what it was going to be. They didn't believe they were going to, uh, they were going to leave Mitzrayim even. All these different things. He says, the first time they actually rested, once they, Pesach, they had current Pesach, they saw their Rebunishim was killing all the Bechayim, that's when they believed it. He says, so that was came a lesson of Shavas. The, real, the first, the first Shavis that you had, that's when you go further. He said, that's at the second terrace. And a third terrace, he says, you have to understand something. He says, we know the days of Sphero is like, uh, what's it called? It's preparation. It's all one time. I mean, the, the, the Ramban calls it Mamash Chalamoid. Uh, uh, that's one yonta from Pesach to Shavuz. And in between, all the Sphero days are all Chalamoid. He says, but the concept is that we're preparing for mountain terror. He says, what are we preparing for? He says, we have to understand the Torah is not just given for a one-time shot. It's here to be with the good times, the bad times, the hard times, whether we're as Yisrael as one or we're spread out and as hard as to keep Torah, that's what we're here for. He says, where do you learn that you have to make such a separation? He says, the Lashon of Mach Shabbos comes from Tashbisu. He says, the Lashon of Shabbos, of Tashbisu, that we know we can't have Chametz on Pesach. Without, it's, not, it's not you can have it and, okay, you have a little, no, no, this is, it, 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 you have to make a total separation. He says, that's the Lashon. He says, that's what, what, what's going on up here. Because you have to have this separation, that, that's what you're, you're separating up here. And he says, that's why Mach Shabbos, and once you create the separation, now you know when to start counting the Sphero. Okay, fine, we'll stop here. Thank you.